0: Welcome to The Gradebook, a Tampa Bay Times podcast of Florida education issues. It is Friday, August 11th, the day after the first day of school for much of Florida, and I'm reporter Jeff Solacek with editor Tom Tobin, and we have debriefed and we're ready to um, take a little breather before we get back into another first day of school on Monday. Tom, how's it going and how was your first day?
1: Uh, My first day was great. Uh, As we know, the Hillsborough and Pinellas counties uh, had their first day of school uh, yesterday, Thursday, and um, uh, as you said, Pasco and Hernando counties will open on Monday as well as some other counties. Um, I spent the morning at Gibbs High School um, in St. Petersburg. Uh, which uh, over the years has had its troubles. It, uh, several years ago, it was the very first high school in Pinellas County to earn an F grade from the state. Um, uh, last year, uh, it had a, a, a D grade, and it, uh, then, it, then it rose this year to a C. Uh, its graduation rate um, has also risen at, at to the highest level. Uh, it's been in the school's history according to uh, superintendent Mike Grego. uh that's uh, about 70 79% and they have a lot, so they have a lot to uh, brag about including the fact that they've uh, been in, been open uh since uh since 1927 it was their 90th the 90th time they've opened their doors for classes yesterday so uh the principal Reuben Hepburn uh, who came to the school about 2 years ago um he he came on a basically with an emphasis on closing the achievement gap and a big emphasis on school spirit or restoring the school's uh, pride and um, that was in full force yesterday it was quite the scene in front of the school we had the marching band and the cheerleaders and the football team we had near as i could tell it was the entire faculty out on the curb welcoming uh, parents and as they drove their students to school welcoming the buses uh, there was a school board member there some city officials and it was quite the scene. And um, Mr. Hepburn uh, got on the horn uh, for morning announcements and talked about the school's history. So I had uh, I had a good time over at Gibbs. Uh, and near as I can tell, um, throughout the county, we had our other education reporter, Colleen Wright, um, cover the rest of Pinellas County, follow the superintendent around all day. Near as we can tell, it was a fairly problem-free day in Pinellas County. And much the same in Hillsborough, except for some very late buses. We got some word late in the day. Uh, Our reporter over there, uh, Marlene Sokol, was um, keeping tabs on things. So all in all, a fairly um, positive uh, opening day for two very large districts, uh, taking up about uh, 300,000 students in our area.
0: Well, I know that I was out in about two. My son actually started school. I think some of those ideas that Marlene got about the late buses came from me. I kept getting texts all day long or towards the end of the day saying, your bus is about to leave the school. And it was nearly two hours after school had let out. Luckily he was in band practice and wasn't even paying attention to the buses. We're looking forward to getting out to Pasco schools where, in addition to some of the older schools, we got two brand new schools opening up on Monday. And I'm sure that's happening around the state with a lot of growth that's been taking place. And so time for some schools to start new cultures as other ones are starting to, like Gibbs, improve upon theirs and and brag about the things that they have yet to come. Speaking of yet to come, we have a legislative session that's coming up really soon. The committee's are going to be back the week of September 11th, and they've already started filing bills. I think you have a favorite one, don't you, Tom?
1: I do, and let me just say first, I <laughs> I can't believe we're talking about another session. seems like we just ended the last one, uh, which was uh, one for the books. Um, yeah, this is one that actually you reported on uh, this past week, Jeff, about um, uh, a Senate bill, uh, Senate Bill 118, that would um, allow representatives and senators uh, to uh, visit schools on any day at any time at his or her pleasure. It says uh, local school districts may not limit the duration or scope of the visit or direct the visiting individual to leave the premises. Um, th- there was a bill. Uh, this this sort of uh, jumps off a bill that was passed in the in the in the just the completed session. Um, where it allows, uh, allowing school board members to basically go into schools uh, undeterred. And I'm just wondering what's pushing all this? Is, is, is there a, um, a large number of people being turned away at the door? Do they feel they're not uh, being uh, heard enough uh, at the local school district level? Um, what's, do you, do you have any idea what's driving this?
0: Well, I don't think it's being turned away at the door. As soon as I posted information about that bill, I started getting notes back from school board members across the state saying, let them come. They never come. We'd be happy to have them come visit. I think it has more to do, as some people have suggested, with the idea that lots of school districts are starting to challenge House Bill 7069. The bill that is very controversial... The one that you were talking about, it included this allowing of school board members to go and visit their schools and their districts at any time, along with myriad other issues. Some people are saying that they don't think that state lawmakers really want to visit schools. They just want to let school board members know that they could, if they wanted to, impose even more restrictions upon them. And so maybe you might think twice about suing us over House Bill 7069. I don't know that to be the case. I called the bill sponsor, Senate Education Chairwoman Dorothy Huckel, and have not heard back from her or her staff. So I don't even know if there will be a House companion to this bill, but it's just a nice little, you know, hey, we're out here and we can control things that you do just like we always have kind of reminder. At least that's the way that a lot of people have seen it. By the same token, there are some people who say, even if they do come, unfettered access is a little bit tough because schools run on routines and just coming in and interrupting the day just because you feel like it may not be the nicest thing in the world to do to a school, especially if you're in favor of public education and improved performance among students and staff.
1: Yeah, that's what what, uh, got my attention, Uh, not only the motivation for it, but the the workability of it. I just didn't know how it was going to work on a day-to-day basis. Jeff, are there any other um, committee bills, uh, committees uh, work that's early committee work for the next session that's got your attention? Any other bills coming to the fore?
0: Well, Senator Huckel again has filed her bill seeking to make a graduation requirement of financial literacy for high school students. That has been out there for years. Last year, it got closer than ever, but didn't make it across the finish line. And so she's still trying to get that in there. Again, the question becomes... What do you take out of the school day? She has proposed eliminating a half-credit elective in order to allow for this requirement, which would be a half-credit as well. Other bills have really not started to come in in a fast and furious way yet, but there has been a lot of talk. Will the legislature do anything with House Bill 7069? There were some... Promises made, I guess you could call them promises, that the problems within the bill would be addressed, if not fixed. And problem is definitely in the eye of the beholder. Some people think it's great just the way it was, while some people found it to be rather unworkable, especially in the Schools of Hope area. The Senate seemed more inclined to create some sort of fix-it bill, whereas the House seemed very disinclined to do anything, noting that the legislation just took place, or I'm sorry, just took effect A month ago, school districts still haven't even gotten the guidance on the current pieces within it. And so how can you possibly change something before you know if it works or doesn't work in a school? Aside from that, I'm sure we're going to see repeats of bills that didn't make it across to the end last time. And there were several. And and who knows what other new ideas will come up. We've got some new lawmakers coming to the committees because of resignations and departures um, although it is the second year of a of a two-year cycle so it won't be as much of a shift as in past years so um, we're just waiting I mean 7069 just took the air out of the room for everybody and I think it's going to be a discussion point I spoke with a uh, education appropriations committee chairman in the house Manny Diaz and and he said he expected there not to be as much you know Get the troops rallied and come out and fight for it, kind of bills as this past year that maybe be more technical things.
1: Interesting. You talked about the the session just completed and and the, the laws passed there on education. Uh, one of them was uh, a, a a bill to uh, do away uh, counties would get to give counties the op- option to do away with the dreaded vam the value added model or value added method for um evaluating uh teachers um you reported on this uh jeff last week um this uh one of our counties in the our general region has taken the first step and um done away with the value added measure
0: yeah first i want to point out that that again was another piece of house bill 7069 something that people saw as part of the good Within that bill. And there was a lot of good stuff in there. They're also starting to implement recess in the schools, which a lot of parents and kids are happy about. But this part said that school districts no longer had to use the state VAM model. Now, that did not take away from the fact that schools still have to use student performance data in order to help evaluate teachers. It just means that they don't have to use the state formula, which really only applied to about 30% of teachers anyway, because it was based on state testing information, and a lot of teachers don't teach state-tested courses. Citrus County School District, though, grabbed it by the horns. They had been opposed to using testing for evaluating teachers anyway, and they saw any ability to get away from even a piece of it, like the state VAM, as a step forward, and so they wanted to act before the school year started so just like they want students to know what expectations are they wanted teachers to know what expectations are and they dropped the state vam they will be still using a model that includes testing data to evaluate teachers and some people have questioned you know is that any better is it any fairer than what the state had in place and the the school board there said that you know they'll continue to try and refine the model while encouraging lawmakers to just do away with attaching test data to teacher evaluations. Whether that is a good idea is another thing to be asked.
1: Right. It, it goes to the whole question. You know, Florida and, and other states, too, really have for years now been seeking a way to to measure a profession that is really in large part an art. You know, How do you put a number on intangibles like uh, a teacher making a connection with the students or, or being able to convey the information effectively or... Um, you know, just uh, finding out, identifying students who are who need more help or different help. How do you put a number on that kind of uh, talent, that kind of uh, stuff? So uh, this is something that Florida and other states have really wrestled with. The the VAM is one manifestation of that. Um, we're we're gonna we're headed for another chapter here. We'll see how many counties, districts um, take the state the state up on its offer to to drop that system. So uh, it'll be interesting going forward to see where we go next with the idea of measuring teacher performance.
0: Well, I heard some people say that Citrus County probably provided the spark for a lot of other school districts and school boards to start reviewing this. Some might do it as the Citrus County did by a board action. Some might take it to their contract negotiations where the teachers unions can meet with district staff and and try and create something new. Uh, just like Broward County started the lawsuit talk on House Bill 7069, they expect Citrus County to maybe be the spark for more conversations about VAM and what's the future for teacher evaluations statewide.
1: Right. I guess the issue will be what replaces it in those districts, and uh, that we'll, we'll keep an eye on that both in our local districts and across the state.
0: Yeah, and... Right now, for a lot of school districts, they're really still focused on trying to just make sure the school year goes off without a hitch. As you mentioned, you know Marlene out in southeast Hillsborough County was talking about having the bus issues with kids having lost their courtesy bus rides. You have new schools opening, all sorts of new programs being put in place. I thought it was really interesting that the Lake County superintendent, who's new this year, said she's got a moratorium on new initiatives. She wants to focus in on how schools... And teachers teach a little bit more without any more distractions with all the new bells and whistles. So it's a really cool thing to start a new school year. And this year, we kind of went out and listened with recorders as opposed to just listening and writing stuff down. And so instead of our doing our usual, what's the little things that you noticed this week, we picked up a lot of little things on our recorders. And we'd like to play for you now a three and a half minute I guess we would call it a collage of sound from the first day of school. Take a listen.
1: What are you doing this morning? All right, you ready, man? All right, come on, let's go, waiting for you. Good morning, Black Nation. Students, teachers, and staff, welcome back to Gibbs High School as we celebrate 90 years of academic
0: excellence right here in the city of St. Petersburg. Hey, do me a favor, where you headed to, Michelle?
1: Okay, can you detour? Call to this young man about his pants, please.
0: Hi! Hi!
1: What's up? Do we do Ronald or RJ?
0: What do you want to be called?
1: Uh, Sorry,
0: I'm fine with it. Any name? In in kindergarten, he was Ronald, and
1: in first grade, he was RJ, so what? Because I saw both of them (laughs) on the paper, so I was like, (laughs) which
0: one? What's it going to be? RJ?
2: Sure.
1: sure. <laughs> All nice right. To meet you. Hi, Lisa Grimsley. Nice to
2: meet you. I'm um, excited.
0: He was very excited I'm, to come this morning. I'm excited too. Good morning. How are you, Liam? It is, it
1: is nice to meet you. What's your name,
0: Abigail? Annabelle. Hi, Annabelle. And we shake with this hand. Nice, firm handshake, yeah,
2: yeah. oh, I love it. Cool. I'm happy
0: you're to be back this week because it. I get okay. to meet new people, okay, so is and give so my friend. Be right? Okay, boys
1: and girls, can I have your attention,
0: please? Can
1: I have your attention, please?
0: That means you look at me, you put your hand up, and you're nice and quiet. I still hear some people talking. Oh, still hear some talkers. My name is Brittany
1: McLeod. Brittany McLeod. And you teach? Um, kindergarten. Kindergarten. <laughs> so
0: how is it going so far?
1: It's very exciting and busy. Um, most, just like most first days of school. I mean, a lot of kids, parents excited about coming in, just trying to get rules and routines. So it's a typical first day of school, but we're very excited here. Any crying? As a matter of fact, not much at all. I'm very wow. surprised. Not much crying at all. One,
0: two, three, four.
2: Good afternoon, faculty and students, and congratulations on another successful first day at Penelope Park High School. Students, just really would like to compliment you on all of your uh, timeliness and efficiency of getting to class. Um, the malls were clear, students were they were uh, needing to be, and I know engaged in their classroom, so thank you. Also, just to let you know, seniors, you're able to purchase your lock for your lockers Monday in, during both lunches in front of the front door. Juniors will be Tuesday, and freshmen will be Wednesday. So again, seniors Monday, juniors Tuesday, freshmen on Wednesday for $2 in front of the main entrance. Students, be sure to, uh, you'll be able to access Focus and look at the transportation screen if you'd like to double-check your bus route number to get home this afternoon. We'll also have that information available um, out at the bus circle. Just missed it. (laughs) Hate when that happens you need to be a radio dj okay students thank you again and have a great patriot day all right
1: all right that was sound from across uh, the tampa bay area starting with uh, gibbs high and we also had Plum elementary odessa elementary uh, we had the early childhood learning center charter and middleton high and pinellas park high where you heard the Principal there, uh, failed to beat the buzzer uh, before he got his announcements done. Uh, important to keep a sense of humor, especially on the first day when, when things can go a little wrong sometimes.
0: Yeah, and he certainly did a good job. Maybe as the year progresses, he'll get better at getting those announcements done before the bell comes. Um, I'm sure if he you will. Wanna, if, if you listeners want to share your first day sounds or stories, please visit our Facebook page where you can comment on that or Any other issues that are coming up, that is our Facebook page, Tampa Bay Times Gradebook. You can also follow the breaking news on Florida education issues on our blog, tampabay.com slash gradebook. I'm reporter Jeff Solichuk.
1: And I'm Tom Tobin. Thanks for listening.